Welcome to Brunch with BBB, a podcast about real-life marketplace issues and trends that matter to both business owners and consumers in and around Eastern North Carolina. Each week, you're going to hear incredible conversations on some of the most challenging and important marketplace topics with perspectives from a variety of future guests. So grab your coffee and get ready for an exciting conversation with your hosts, Louise Felice and Catherine Honeycutt of Better Business Bureau serving Eastern North Carolina. So welcome everyone to Brunch with BBB. I am Catherine Honeycutt and I've got my lovely co-host with me. What's up guys? This is Luis. And we're so excited to be back with another episode of our Consumer Conscious series. If you've been listening in, you know that we're talking all about being a mindful consumer. You know, in 2020, we challenged our listeners to be more intentional this year. Um, So that includes being consumer conscious. It includes your role as a consumer, you know, caring about where your food and your clothes and products come from, uh, being mindful of your mental and physical health, and then purposefully shopping local, which is what we're talking about today. We're going to tie this whole series up with a bow and emphasize why you should shop local. So it's my pleasure to welcome Steve Weathers. He is the president and CEO of Greenville ENC Alliance. He has over two decades of experience in economic development and industry attraction, retention, and expansions in cities across the nation. He's got some amazing stats to share with us and information about why shopping local should matter to you. So welcome, Steve. We're so excited to have you. Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity to address you and your uh, your audience. Yes, Steve. That's an, that's an awesome intro, Kevin. I love it. So <laughs> before we dive into it, um, into all these amazing questions that we have for you, Steve. I have one very, very important question. You know, I'm all about food. I grew up around food. I love going to restaurants, but brunch has become one of my favorite things to do. So obviously, since this is brunch with BBB, we love to ask our guests what's their favorite brunch dish, or if you have a favorite um, brunch spot, especially in Greenville. Sure, I, I have both. So my favorite uh, brunch dish is quiche, and my Ooh. favorite spot is in my uh, home kitchen with my wife and my daughter making it, and I'm a low-maintenance uh, father and husband, so whatever they make turns out wonderful, and I enjoy it. <laughs> Let's make sure that your wife is tuning in and that she's looking into this, because you got some good points, my friend. I don't think anyone has said quiche yet, but I love quiche. Me too. That's a good one. Yeah, just to give my wife also a point. She makes the best quiche ever. So I think there's a little (laughs) bit of competition there, Steve. (laughs) So Steve, why don't you tell us a little bit about Greenville um, ENC Alliance and your role there? Sure. Uh, Greenville ENC Alliance is a uh, economic development organization, a nonprofit, and we are funded through both public and private dollars, uh, specifically the city of Greenville, 
Greenville Utility Commission, and then we have about 50 um, private uh, funders. Also, ECU and, uh, and Pitt Community College are also funders. They're on our, on our board of directors. And as you said earlier in the intro, Catherine, our primary mission is to go out and really market the area to attract business here. And what is, well, I've been here about nine months. So um, if you have listeners, and if I'm wrong, I, I'll apologize now. But from my understanding, Greenville has never really had an organization that's gone out and told its story um, statewide, nationwide, globally. So that's really um, things like this podcast right here help us and be able to tell our story of why would you want to locate, move, or do business in Greenville, North Carolina. So cool. I love it. And so in preparation for this podcast, we were kind of trying to figure out, you know, where's a good spot within our service area. Um, our listeners, those listening in may not be aware, but we are Better Business Bureau of Eastern North Carolina. So we, we touch around 33 counties between, mm -hmm. you know, the triangle to the coast and Greenville is within that area. Mm -hmm. And some of our listeners may be aware that you guys have gotten a lot of light recently. You know, a lot of surveys have come out about the amazing things you're doing there, why it's a hub for, you know, businesses to flock there and do business. And according to a recent DCI survey that we had, you know, looked at before the podcast, North Carolina was ranked the third best state to do business nationwide. So, you know, really our state in general is a great place, you know, in addition to Greenville. So can you talk a little bit about kind of this survey and, and why things like this matter to, you know, businesses, but also why consumers should care that this is a great place to do business? Yeah. So, uh, so for your listeners, Linda, you mentioned DCI. So I worked with them in the past. It's, called, it's really Development Counselors, Inc. They're based out of New York City. And they really are a marketing firm that helps organizations like ours put strategies together to market. And so they track a lot of this data of what's happening, where places are to do business. And um, they're um, a, a great firm. But in addition to DCI, Site Selection Magazine, Business Facilities Magazine has also come out and ranked uh, North Carolina as the number one state actually in 2020 to do business. And I think a lot of that has to do with um, a good business environment, business friendly and uh, low tax and also very affordable. And it's really not a union state and that sometimes that poses a problem. So you see a lot of companies in the Northeast relocate or expand to the, to the Southeast and specifically North Carolina uh, because they find it just an easier place to do business. Yeah, I love that. And you know, I, I'm just so glad that I get to live in North Carolina and experience the growth of it. I just love my state. But, you know, given the year, Steve, that um, that we've lived, um, 2020, we can all say that it's been a stressful, but also a growing year. So do you think, um, how has COVID-19 impacted economic development in the eastern Part of North Carolina. You know, when, when I first came here, which was April 1, <clears throat> and we were just building this organization, literally when I say new organization, I had to go out and buy the first pencil. Uh, I had to buy <laughs> the first roll of paper towels. Um, they didn't even give me a password to a computer. Um, so we were really, really a startup, very, very new. And what I found is the first couple of months, it seemed kind of uh, dormant because there really wasn't any activity here. I didn't know anybody. And, and so as we got things rolling though, and actually I would say since the teams come on probably about uh, end of September, October, we've been very active. In fact, we went from having no, again, a startup organization, 
having no projects in our sort of pipeline to having 15 to 20 we're working on right now, which wow. I was, I, I'll be honest with you and your audience. I'm kind of shocked we have that many. I really didn't know how we would do in these COVID times because of things being shut down. But what yeah. we're finding businesses are still expanding. Um, they still want to grow. They still need to find a place to do business. And one of the other studies that came out um, that a, a company that tracks movement of people is Greenville, North Carolina was ranked the number one um, city in the country for people in about the 25 to 35 year age range to move to. And a lot of it has to do with people wanting to be safer and related back to COVID, uh, lower density, job opportunities. And again, kind of good news for us, uh, I just found that really interesting. They're moving out of the Dallas type, New York City, yeah. San Francisco, Miami, big high density communities, because I don't think they want to get on a, I'll say a subway or a, a light trolley with a thousand other people. Mm -hmm. Right. So, it is yeah. interesting. And, and I think that same shift, you know, it's happening within our state, but also on a national level, the real estate industry has been booming. And we've seen, you know, a lot of people flock even from like Northern dense populated states mm -hmm. to Southern, you know, small town states and things like that to like mountain communities, just trying again, like you said, to be more safe. And um, that does have a real impact on businesses. And so as we, as we think about the impact that it's having on, you know, North Carolina, maybe it's the, the tax laws, or maybe it's the, the fact that there are really strong consumer bases here, you know, that attract businesses to do their work here. Why are areas like ours, North Carolina, you know, you're in Greenville, um, becoming destinations for businesses and industries that maybe are currently operating in other states, or maybe they chose their hub to be here, but they do business across the nation or, you know, worldwide. Why do you think that um, is happening? Yeah, so I think from the uh, business perspective, it has to do with the business is in business to one thing, to generate revenue, lower its cost and make money. And that's, it's not a bad thing. That's, that's the nature. Um, just like churches are in a different business or, you know, a Salvation Army is in a different business, but for-profit business is there to make a profit. And when they find, um, and you know, you can, I mean, it's in the news, it's not a secret, but you find states like um, New York State, California, um, raising taxes, um, tough for them to stay. They're going to look for a place where they have a little more um, continuity. They have more assurances that they, they can prosper. And I think I just heard on one of the news stations this morning that New York is going to raise a business tax by $9 billion over the next year. And so that's pretty tough for you to hear if you're a New York state business saying, I'm not, you know, they're not paying the whole 9 billion, but Right. Wow. Not only yeah, you told me to shut my business down. Right. So I'm not generating revenue. Now you're going to tax me. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's, that's tough. In fact, I had a friend of mine, I thought he would never, ever move out of New York. I mean, he's just, his roots are so deep. And I was talking to him the other day and says, yeah, but the last three months he's moved everything out of New York. And I was, I was kind of shocked. I was like, okay, wow. I just never thought that. Um, yeah, that's a tough cookie to swallow. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's sort of like the, the couple that's been married for 30 years and they get a divorce and you go, what? You <laughs> yeah. what? What do you mean? So, yeah, it's, um, I think what, what Greenville is finding because they're starting to tell its story, 
is it's not too small. It's not too big. It's sort of the Goldilocks city, kind of mm -hmm. just right. You know, we can, you can get anywhere you want to get in the world. We have transportation. Uh, we do have a lot of opportunity. In fact, some of our restaurants I've been to here have phenomenal food. Do you like food, Luis? I'm like, <laughs> wow, I didn't think it would be this good here. But man, really good food. And I'm yeah. not talking, I don't mean Southern. I mean more the kind of food you would find in um, New York, you know, Manhattan, San Francisco. In fact, I will, a, 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 a restaurant I went to last night is a local restaurant and you talk about sourcing locally they are actually um they have their own farm so the mother and father run the farm and the two kids run the restaurant well where do you think all their produce comes from their own farm yeah that's awesome so that and, and they they promote it I think because it's I don't know as much by local it's just hey if you come to our restaurant it's really fresh we know what we're putting on your plate. So yeah. How incredible would that be if more businesses took that model across the country and we knew, you know, this is where our food is coming from and we're able to support that local produce even more so. It'd be an incredible market for sure. Yeah. Because you think about the farmer can now sell to the market, but they know within the family, they have this restaurant. So even if you're a farmer and you're a restaurant, so one of you is a farmer, one of you is a restaurant, maybe you strike a deal of, look, I will buy only from you, but I want to grow this quality. I'll yeah. buy local. Now as a consumer, I want to go there because I know Luis's restaurant is buying from you, Catherine, and I know it's good quality. Yeah. So, and yeah. I love that. And in, in talking up and taking that in consideration, the word local and shopping local, you know, when when my wife and I, we tend to go on date nights, we love hitting up those local restaurants that are that were born here in North Carolina. So we love downtown Raleigh. Um, we try to stay away from the chains. And when we shop, like um, we love looking for little boutiques that are that are um, small business owners. So just to kind of support that and make our state and our city grow. So, you know, on that topic, what are some practical ways? Um, I know I've mentioned a few, but in, in your area of expertise that consumers can um, make a real difference in our local market. Um, and yeah, why is yeah. I was gonna say, I think one of the things in, um, and this doesn't really take a lot of science behind it, is just ask questions. So, you know, you might have somebody that um, you have Steve's restaurant, which is a local person. I own the restaurant, but I might be buying all of my produce from New York State, right? So it's not as local as you think. Then there might be Luis and he owns a, uh, a franchise business. So it sounds like, whoa, they're not local, they're a franchise. But you go ask Luis and you might say, well, yes, I do. But, you know, I buy all of my produce from the farm that's right down the street. Yeah. So you, you really have to ask questions because there are franchises that will go and want to buy more local. And it's really just asking the question. What I liked about this restaurant last night is in your face, it's, it's really very clear. We have our own farm, right? So if I was a business owner here, what I'd want to promote is I'd like you two to support me because guess what? I buy all my materials local as much as possible. And here's where I get them, okay? Even if I was a franchise owner, you know, like you say, you avoid those. And I get that because generally that's the case, right? Yeah. If I was a franchise owner. I'd want to be able to say, look, yes, I own so-and-so franchise, but here's where I buy local. I support this local community. The other thing, and we did this years ago, I worked as a CEO in Tucson, Arizona, 
And we started on this kind of a buy local. And one of the things we had, we hired a consultant to do a leakage survey. And it was a study of how much, and we're just, we have us here, are we spending locally versus outside? So we'll just use the three of us as an example. And let's just say that um, we spend, um, and I'll make the example, we, we each spend $3,000 a year on stuff. That's $9,000. But we find that um, I spend all, I spend 2,000 of it out of state. Luis spends all of his here. And then Catherine, which is really bad, she spends everything internationally. So <laughs> <laughs> well, all of a sudden you find you have some leakage. So what can you go back to, to correct and say, well, hold it. The reason she buys all of her stuff in Paris, because she buys a lot of purses, um, is we don't have anybody that sells purses here. Huh, well, maybe we should have somebody that has that. Luis spends some outside because he wants a certain kind of food. Maybe we should have that here. So if you identify what it, what's the leakage for, how can we sell that in our local community? And we yeah. went in over about a five-year period. We got that, I think, down from about 80 million a year, which is a lot, down to, I think, maybe 15 million. So you, you can't completely stop it, but think about it. $65 million more was being spent. Yeah. So let's just recap the last couple minutes here for our yeah. listeners, because yeah. you unpacked a lot. So first, on the consumer level, for those listening who are consumers, your greatest thing you can do is ask questions. Find out where, you know, if you want to support a a business that, you know, sources locally and is locally owned, ask questions. You may be deceived by those franchises who are maybe, maybe it's a franchise, but they're independently owned and operated. So they could be sourcing locally. So ask Mm -hmm. those questions. But then I love how you took it to another level with from the business owner perspective, what can you do to make a difference? Make those partnerships with people. Find out what, you know, businesses in your area are creating products that you want. You know, is there a local farm that you can source your food through? Is there a local supplier who has the the right quality of product that you need that you could partner with and then market that? So listen up, market it. Let your audience know, be so clear, like that restaurant you visited, Steve, you knew immediately that your food was coming locally sourced. It was from a farm that they, that they have right in their backyard. And that was clear with you. So Mm -hmm. as a consumer, ask questions and as a business, make it so that your consumer has to ask the least amount of questions. Right, right. right. If if you're a local business owner um, and you want to attract more local dollars, let them know what you buy local. And it's okay to say, well, you know, maybe I don't buy a certain thing. Why? Because it's something that I can only source from this state or this. And that's, that's okay because now I'm educated and say, I'm, I'm not upset. Why do you buy that from California? Because nobody else in the world has it. That's where I have to go. But 98% of my other stuff, it's local. And, and literally, if you wanted to, you know, put a map on the wall, put some names up. Uh, it's, it's all about communication. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think really, asking really asking questions, and I don't think I think if you're a local business owner, you know, and 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 I'm the same way. So this is all of us. Everybody loves to talk about themselves. If I ask you about your life, then you're going to tell me all about your life, right? Business owners love to talk about their business. Joe, how did you get in that business? When did you start? Um, where do you source these things? You know, how, how do you hire local? They love to tell you about their business and their success. Mm-hmm. 
I'll be very open. And, and a little shameless plug here for this podcast. If you know of a business in and around, you know, Eastern North Carolina that is doing something great, has a great model like that, let us know. We want to feature them. That's what we're passionate about. We're passionate about helping you tell your story, get the word out there about your business so that consumers, you know, can make, you know, smart decisions in the marketplace, that they can have their, their pick of all these wonderful businesses. So shout us out, let us know um, of those awesome businesses, because we want to help tell their story as well. You know, before we let you go, you mentioned that the ENC Alliance is fairly new. Um, so let our listeners know where they can maybe learn more about your organization, the work you're doing, or if they want to get, you know, involved or want to seek you out for some help, where can they learn more? Yeah. So um, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn. Uh, probably the best place is go to uh, encalliance.com. Or just if you just Google Greenville ENC Alliance, uh, Greenville, North Carolina, you'll, you'll find us there. And we are a very engaging, inclusive organization. The way we are successful is with a lot of partners. Mm -hmm. I tell my board all the time, if you think just the staff, myself as CEO and the staff are going to move the needle, we're not. We need everybody engaged. Better Business Bureau, Chamber, uh, just people in our community. Right. And Steve, you gave us so so much valuable insight, um, a different perspective on our local economy um, to Catherine and I and to our listeners. But if you can share one piece of advice um, or knowledge with business owners, what would it be? And what would you want consumers to know as well? Yeah. So if I'm, uh, the if I'm talking to you as the business owner, I'd say, Catherine, do you know what your customers think of you and your business? It's like, well, no, I just sell this. Maybe you should ask them, not saying do a big survey, just, just call them, ask them, talk to them. How can we improve? Steve, you're a customer here. If we could do anything to make your experience a little better, what would it be? Change this, move this up here. It can be small things, but also it endears you. Again, I think people love to talk about themselves. Wow, I'm your customer and you care about me that much to ask my opinion? Yes, I do. Because I wouldn't be in business without you as a customer. And the customers, you know, that I would say the same, but the opposite, talk to the business owner. I'd love to do more business here. You know what? Could you change that? Could you do this? So all this comes really down to a pretty simple thing, communication. I love that so much. And especially after the year that we had in 2020, a lot of things changed. A lot of people, their businesses got disrupted. Their family life got disrupted. You talked about your friend who's been in New York for years and decided to move their business elsewhere. A lot of things are being disrupted. So what better time than to, you know, take a check-in with your consumer or as a consumer, check in on your local businesses, see how they're feeling, how you can help, um, and, and as a business owner too, I, I love what you said, Steve, you know, make those adjustments to meet your consumer's need. You know, just because you've sold something the same way for 20 years, doesn't mean you can't tweak it a little bit because maybe your consumers changed, especially after the year we just had, I think a lot of people have changed their buying habits, their spending habits. So it's a great time to kick off this new year get out there, find out what they want and, you know, meet that need. So I love it. Yeah. I would say that the final thing here, uh, Catherine is 
when you when you buy local, and there are again studies and numbers that can show this, that money stays local. So if I come in, you have a store, and I buy something from you, you're going to take that money and go down the street and buy something else from the Louise, and then you're going to go to the coffee shop, then you're going to go to the grocery store, and then you might be coming back to my business because I'm an accountant, let's say, and you're going to you know hire me for the accounting services. I'm local, and then I'm going to go back, and so you kind of keep that circulation of dollars local. Whereas when you buy from, and we can, we could use a franchise, a business that says, I've sold this to you, but I'm shipping that money out of the community. That money may never come back. It probably won't come back. So that's where I kind of talk about the leakage. So you want to keep that money circulating within your community. And the, and the best way to do that is to buy local. Thank you again so much. And my colleague, Louise, love doing these with you. And I hope our listeners have enjoyed this series as much as we have. Thank you guys. Thank you, Steve. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Brunch with BBB. We want to continue providing you with information that is valuable. So let us know what you think by taking a screenshot of this episode and sharing it to Instagram or Facebook and tagging us at BBB Eastern NC and sharing your favorite quote or takeaway from today's conversation. You can also share your thoughts or topic ideas by direct messaging us on social media or sending us an email to info at raleigh.bbb.org. We can't wait to hear from you. But until next time, guys, adios.